Good morning, everybody. I'm so blessed to be here. It was so great this morning coming and doing worship here, like coming to the same place that I came for years and years, and now I'm a traveling evangelist, and everything started right here. Like I was on my knees on this floor many Sundays, worshiping the Lord, uh, being in a place where, where God, uh, he, it's a habitation here. So we're just so thankful for the Holy Spirit. So in the name of Jesus, God, we just thank you what you're gonna do in each and every one of us. We just ask, Lord, right now for the spirit of wisdom and revelation of the knowledge of you, Lord, would just be just exploding in our hearts today, that we would have ears to hear, eyes to see what the spirit of the living God wants to do in each one of us, each one of us. We thank you, Lord God, that you're flooding our hearts with light, flooding our hearts with light, that we would know the hope of the calling that God has for each one of us today. And God, I just ask that you would just flood us with your power for those who believe. I just thank you, Lord, for this precious time in the name of Jesus. Amen? So, um, so my name's Tracy Weiss, and I'm an evangelist and revivalist. I, I, uh, we do meetings every month at Penn State uh, Janssen Center. You can uh, check out at rev19.org, and I have a table in the back where any information that you want to get with Revelation 19 Ministries, uh, you can go back there. Um, I have a book. It's a... Uh, called The Power to Stand. It has a little bit of my testimony in here, and it also has an encounter that I had with the Lord, one of those, because we encounter him every day, right? Amen? Encounter his presence. Um, and then it's all about Jesus. That's why I promote this book. It's all about Jesus. It's the scriptures of like who he is, who he is now in our life, and where he's taking us. It's it's so beautiful that when we keep our minds fixed on things above, keep our minds fixed on what he's done in the cross, and keep our minds fixed on eternity, keep our minds fixed on not only what he has done, but what he's doing now and what he's about to do soon. So you can get this back there. And I have a couple of CDs um, called Proclaiming God's Greatness. We're not going to play it today. I have a few minutes up here, and I, I don't want to take the time to play the CD, but the Proclaiming God's Greatness matches this book. So you can either read about Jesus or you can hear about him, your CD and your car. In the book, we have the verses that match what, what the five-minute CD is. And um, I just recently had a conference uh, at... Um, uh, about a month ago, called Ignite. So we also have T-shirts um, back there. If you want to, if you're passionate for Jesus, you know, uh, there's a T-shirt that says "Passion for Jesus," and there's also um, another uh, another T-shirt back there uh, from Ephesians 6:10. Um, so you can check that out. Also, uh, has to do with the power to stand. You know, our mighty power that we carry is in Christ the might and the strength and the power that we carry is in him, amen? So this is the first time I think I ever really got to any of my announcements. <laughs> Usually I'm just, I just get right in. So 
we're going we're gonna to jump right in. But um, during the worship, and you know how you have to obey God when he tells you to do something, even if it's not in the agenda, and you're going, not now, we'll do that after. <laughs> but I'm standing up here, and I'm trying to get into my message. But uh, if you have an incurable disease in your body, oh, by the way, Jesus never taught on healing he just was the healer. He didn't teach messages on healing. He just proclaimed body be healed in the mighty name of Jesus. He didn't teach on healing. He is the healer. He didn't do sermons on healing. I mean, we need that today, but he's the healer and he's here because when two or three are gathered in his name, he is in this room. So if you have an incurable disease or um, you have something in your body, pain, pain's torment, you want that thing to go, uh, just stand up right now and I'm gonna pray. We're gonna have prayer after, but um, right now, through the worship, he said, if you have pain in your body or an incurable disease, I mean, we're talking about arthritis, diabetes, something that they say cannot be healed without a doctor, you want to stand now. Don't worry about your neighbor because, you know, you're not going to stand with your neighbor when you stand before him. And if you want to, God is here. See, Jesus is the healer. I'm just the vessel. So you want to just want to step, there's more in the room. You might need healing that that your soul is so distraught, you know, your soul is just filled with worry and fear this morning that we're gonna, t that I'm gonna preach on, but fear has to go because that's torment. Anxiety has to go because that's torment. So in the name of Jesus, in his precious name, the name that Peter and John carried when they walked and said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I have is the name of Jesus. So I bind arthritis now in the mighty name of Jesus. I curse it at the root and it has to go. I bind cancer and I command it to leave your body now in the mighty name of Jesus. I bind diabetes I bind chronic sickness, fibromyalgia, migraine headaches. I curse you and I command these spirits to go now in the mighty name of Jesus. God, I just ask that you release your power right now in Jesus' name, because Jesus, you are here. You are the healer. We're not proclaiming a sermon today on healing because all you did was bring the kingdom and demonstrate healing. So God, I thank you right now in the name, the precious name, the name that's above every name, that you would touch everybody, that you would even heal souls right now with the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. The same power that raised him from the dead is in this room right now. So I thank you, Lord, right now that pain's going, cancer's leaving, every chronic disease has to go. It doesn't matter if you have it 30, 40, 50 years, it's not allowed, it's on private property. In Jesus' name, sit down. <laughs> Amen. Now, during the message, your body is going to finish the work. So if you just sat down and say, oh, well, maybe it wasn't for me. It is for you, but you have to receive it. <laughs> Amen. Uh, there was a precious man of God that was here 
uh, that prayed for me at one point, and he says, never stop believing the healing power is working in you. You know, that should be a revelation today because if you really believe the power and the presence of God lives in you, if you're born of God and he lives inside of you, you have the anointing that breaks every yoke of the enemy. So it doesn't matter what it is, it's the anointing that lives in you. It's in 1 John 20, he's given us the anointing. It's in Ephesians 1, he's given us the anointing. If the presence of God lives inside of you, he wants to release his presence and power to your soul. Perfect love casts out fear and everything else that doesn't line up with the word of God or Jesus Christ. God is a good, good father. He loves us. We need a revelation of his love. We don't just talk about it and read about it. He manifests his true love inside of us. Yes, it's real, his love. Perfect love cast out fear. His love, it just removes sickness and disease and doubt and unbelief. Everything that's not of God has to go. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Lord, you're so good. Holy Spirit, we just thank you right now, God, that you're healing bodies, Lord, that you're setting people free. Worry and anxiety go now in the mighty name of Jesus. All fear, torment go. I, I bind up that spirit of trauma that has come against somebody and, has and the devil has kept you captive because you had trauma in your life. It's under the blood of Jesus. It's under the blood. Do we believe in the blood of Jesus? Amen? I mean, we had somebody that was taking the offering that was talking about, do we believe in the word of God? Believe is so much more. I'm not doing that uh, message today, but maybe I will come back sometime. I've really been studying a lot about what believe means because like when you see and you hear you know, how when the body of Christ comes together, we should have this fire in our hearts about Jesus. We should have a fire in our hearts about our true salvation. We should have a fire burning in our bones about our great inheritance, the deposit, the inheritance of the Holy Spirit, the God that created all heaven and earth lives inside of us. We need to get excited about our salvation. He's coming back for those that are eagerly awaiting his return and I can't wait for him to come back. I can't wait for him to come back. I can't wait for him to come back. He's coming back for his bride. Those that are hungry and thirsty to know him. Perfect love cast out fear. Amen. Hebrews 2 14 and 15 when Jesus was crucified on the cross. All principalities, powers, and authorities of the dark realm was crushed. They have no more power and no more authority. When you've entered into the kingdom of God, you've been translated. You're no longer, you're in this world, but you're no longer part of it. Amen? Because it looks a little crazy out there. Aren't you glad to be separate, consecrated, and set apart for Jesus Christ? He needs all of us. 
We're the evangelists up here, the revivalists. I want to tell you, every single one of you have a call. And when I first started praying, I prayed about the light of God that would just saturate every cell in your being, that you would know the hope of the calling that God has for each one of you that's here today. Hi, Danielle. So nice to see you. (laughs) I love it here. I have so much freedom because this church is about the full gospel. Pastor Ray wants every single one of you set free from all the things that are just bogging you down in your soul, your will, your mind, and your emotions. The church is so emotional. The only emotions we should have is being emotional about our great salvation. God wants to set you on fire. He wants to take that flame that's in your heart and set you ablaze. Even in your sphere of influence, at your workplace, he wants to set you on fire. See, and and anxiety and worry and rejection and all those things that makes our mouth stay shut and not tell somebody about your great salvation. You know, I'm proud to say, Holy Spirit, listen to me. You know, I walk walk with confidence. See, it's not about Tracy. It's about Jesus that was crucified. And on that day of Pentecost, he, pulled, he poured out the Holy Spirit. Jesus gave us his spirit and the Holy Spirit is alive. Just picture Holy Spirit, like Jesus, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, you know, all dwelling in our hearts. The faith that comes alive in our hearts when we just have a revelation of who lives inside of us. You have to meditate, not only in the word of God. You, when your feet hit the floor in the morning and you know who you are in Christ, every demon in hell will have a conference meeting in the morning because they're like, oh no, she is up and out of bed and who's getting saved today? Who's gonna get healed? Who's gonna get delivered? How, like, we are glory carriers. Church, we're glory carriers. We are carrying the glory of God, but you know, this is the thing. If you don't walk it out, it'll be, the Holy Spirit will be in there. He's always waiting for us to talk to him. See, I'm, I'm teaching on a few scriptures today on uh, fear. Perfect love casts out fear. Well, we all know who perfect love is, Jesus. It's God. He's the only one as we're, we have a revelation of our union with him in our spirit. Like we have to meditate. I mean, we think about everything else. Let us think on, think on, meditate on things that are of good report, that are excellent, that are lovely, like your salvation. Like he lives inside of us. We should never go one day without a smile on our face, amen? Amen. Look how precious you are, Taylor, out there smiling. We should never one day, even though we have troubles and trials in this world, Jesus says he has overcome, and in 1 John 5, 4, that we overcome by our faith. Right? Hi, Pat. I love being in my home church where I started out. I can just... I miss Pastor Ray, though, and Nancy. (laughs) But amen. Perfect love casts out fear. Now, when I was diagnosed with leukemia in 2003, oh, boy, did this church back me up, pray, decree, and declare. Thank God, because the word of God says that if you believe it, you speak it. And these people spoke it over me, laid hands on me, 
believed nothing is impossible with God. I didn't know one scripture in the word when I got diagnosed with leukemia in 2003, not giving my testimony today. Somebody says, you know, come and bring your whole testimony. It's so long, it would take two hours. We'd need a seminar. Because <laughs> the devil was like, oh no, I'm messing with something else, something else, something else. No, I know that my eternity is rock solid in Jesus Christ. I have no doubt, no worry, no anxiety about where I'm going. It doesn't matter what comes against me. A lot of times I pray for people and they come up and, and you can tell me whatever you wanna tell me if you're gonna come up and pray. But sometimes they're going on, it's like five, seven minutes, nine minutes. Finally I have to just go, shh, in the name of Jesus because sometimes we gotta get our minds on him. It says in Isaiah 26 that he, if we keep our eyes gazed on him, that the perfect peace of God would rule and reign in our, our hearts. When we meditate on, on the Prince of Peace, chaos and confusion leaves. Even if a tragedy and a trauma comes, if they say, Tracy, we're gonna take your leg off with the second cancer, with leomyosarcoma, my first thought was this, who is gonna push me around in my wheelchair if they take, because listen, I was 43 when I got diagnosed with the first cancer and I had my precious friend, friend Becky, which is still my best friend from seventh grade, um, that was praying me probably into the kingdom. That was right there. But I wanna let you know, there wasn't a lot of people that was sharing the love of Jesus Christ, sharing the basic gospel. I had a lot of family members, a lot of friends that I knew that were born again. I didn't really understand all that. But until you're born of God, all those promises in the Bible are not for you. Everything that's in the Bible is in Christ. Everything is in Christ. Like we have to tell people they have to be born again if they want their anxiety, worry, and fear to go. Especially the fear of death. That if something does come your way, you cannot fear death because Jesus Christ paid the price. In Hebrews 2, 14 and 15, it says that at the cross, he said it was broken, the power of death was broken. The power of the fear of death was broken. Sin was broken. So many things were broken, but people are saying, I'm still in a process. No, when Jesus said it was broken and it was taken away, sin, death, and the grave, you wanna believe that death and the grave left, but you don't wanna believe sin's still here, I'm in a process, it's generational, I can't get out of it. Don't deny the blood of Jesus. I don't care what it is, he's the only one that is your healer. I, I mean, I bless doctors, amen. You know, God has given them great, uh, you know, what do you wanna call it? He, he's given them wisdom, but the wisdom that's from above. I don't care if it's from an from a aspirin, you know, straight down to chemotherapy around the clock. You give your praise and honor to Jesus Christ for your healing. I've seen stage four people healed, still on fire for God now. And stage one people say, oh, don't worry. It's not a big deal. It's just stage one. Jesus Christ is the author and the finisher of your faith. Amen. No doctor really has a say. They might have some charts, but you have to put your heart, your faith, and your love in Jesus Christ. Amen.
<laughs> You're used to this, right? I get this fire going during the worship. Yeah, my contacts can't read that time. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, <laughs> does anybody have a birthday today? Who's closest to today? When's your birthday? The 21st? Come on up here. I'm going to give you the power to stand book. It's all about Jesus. That's why you're going to love it. How's everybody doing out there? I'm trying to think about where I want to go. You're welcome. I love you too. God bless you, sister. <laughs> now don't get that dusty. I want you to get that out every day with your worship. When you get your worship on, get that out. It's all about Jesus. Amen. For God did not give us a spirit of fear. All those years that I was afraid to drive 10 miles from my house, I thought it just came on, you know, it was just the way it was. I had fear to drive. I don't know if I go over that bridge. I don't know if I can go to Philadelphia. Now it's a problem because my daughter, my, not my daughter, my sister lives in New Jersey. And when I was 18, 19, and 20, sowing my wild oats, doing everything under the sun, I'd drive anywhere, anywhere. It didn't matter. I just got in the car, you know, nothing. All of a sudden I felt this thing that came on to me and that said, like, I can't drive here and like, I, I don't know if I can go over bridges or I don't know about a lot of traffic. What was it that it just came upon me? I, I mean, it was just, it, it's a spirit of fear. It's not of God. It is not of God, fear. The thing is, is you got to walk through it and believe that there's power in the word of God as you decree and declare it over your life. There's people that just automatically get up in the morning and they need to take their anxiety medicine, their, their, their worry, their this or that. I'm not saying anything. You have to wait for the rhema word from, from God to, to, as you're taking your medicine and you're praying over that God did not give me a spirit of fear. Is it any more clear that, do we wanna break that down in many translations or is it this? God has not given me a spirit of fear. Are we Christians in this room that... Like, let me tell you, when I saw that verse and I thought about all that fear I had, now I'm diagnosed with cancer. Now cancer's everywhere, leukemia, you know. I mean, it's not, it's not you know, <laughs> talk about fear. I have that, I have, I have the fear of driving. Now I have the fear of, uh, of cancer in my body. But then I had this surrender and desperate moment when I was on my knees and I was crying out to God, if you're really real, come into this room. If you're really real, come into this room because I can't understand. I'm a good person and, my, and I went to school for electronics and I wasted all that. And now I'm gonna die of cancer. If you're really real, come in this room. And amen. <laughs> he came to Blandon. That's where I live. So, you know, in case you all want to sell your houses and move out there, I can tell you he came there, right? Amen. So, but now I carry him everywhere I go. See, he's with you. He's all around you. Then he's in you. And then he's poured out upon you. So everywhere we go, we have the Lord, we have 
the Holy Spirit. We have the teacher, the anointing, the presence, the power of God. Fear and anxiety has to go. When I opened up the word of God and I saw that 2 Timothy 1.7, I said, for God did not give me a spirit of fear. Then I saw Hebrews 2.14 and 15. Oh my, the fear of death, like Every single person will have fear to die unless they are rooted and grounded in the love of Jesus Christ because perfect love casts out fear. I can stand there and say, don't worry, don't be afraid, it's gonna be okay and nothing's gonna change. The ministers are just here as a vessel, lay hands because we're glory carriers that God can minister, speak life to you, help you in that way. But the Lord God is the only one that can help you. Jesus Christ is the only one that can cast out that fear. It's only when you're in union with Christ and you encounter such great love, there's nothing more important than your time with Jesus. Nothing, I don't, nothing is more important than your time with the Lord. Because see, he just starts to manifest inside your body, even if you're not in a church service. If I had to wait for somebody to pray for me, every day I'd be making a phone call. You know, leukemia, Leomyer sarcoma, three years of panic attacks where the ambulances would pick me up. I'd be passing out. My heart was racing so fast and I'd be telling the ambulance drivers about the Lord. I'd get into the phlebotomists, do you know Jesus? I'd get into the doctor. I don't know how much longer I have because there's an urgency that's inside of me that when I look around, people need salvation more than they need anything else. They need salvation. It's not automatically gonna happen and we all have the good news. All of us, amen. So perfect love cast out fear and for God didn't give us a spirit of fear, but a power. What is that power? What is the power? He said he's given us power. God's not a liar. He says it's impossible for him to lie in Hebrews 6. He's given us power. Do we have that up there? No. So when you look at that scripture, okay, he's given us power, love, and a sound mind or self-discipline. It all depends what Bible you're looking at. All the translations are beautiful. Don't get stuck up and like, I gotta just look at this one because I don't know. You will get in the, in the heavy, weighty, incredible presence of God when you look at different translations. There'll be a word that will just pop out and just come into your heart. He's given us the spirit. Uh, he's not given us a spirit of fear, but of power. That's the Holy Spirit. If you do not understand that you have the power of God living inside of you, the anointing that breaks every yoke comes in when you get born again. You need to speak to your circumstances like I did. It's great to keep getting prayer. It's keep getting, you know, what you need. It's great to come again around people, but you have to know who you are in Christ. It's your identity in him and who he is in you and who you are in him. He says he's given you his love. That says in Ephesians 3, it's, it's as wide as an ocean, how long, how high, how deep, and how wide his love is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Where's the glory of God? In Christ Jesus, our Lord. 2 Corinthians 4, 6 
He says that the face, in the face of Jesus is the glory of God. We're glory carriers. Amen? He's given us a sound mind. He's given us his mind. Now, you're on a journey. You want to be increased with power. You want to be increased with the presence of God. If you don't talk to him, you'll have no power. You'll have no presence. It's communion. If I never talk to my husband or once every five years, I said, I love you. You know, we're having this relationship. This relationship with Christ is a bride and a bridegroom. I'm not going down that road today. Don't worry, I'm still staying on topic. <laughs> because my, my girl, Weezy back there, says I just take all the stuff and I tie it in a bow at the end. So, <laughs> But anyway, what I'm trying to say is that we have to know that, that what God has given us, 2 Timothy 1.7, is a treasure to my heart. I will not let fear overtake me or an anxiety or worry or anything that comes my way. I will curse it. I will tell that spirit to go because it's not something that came upon you other than the spirit of fear if we believe God's word. So everybody that's in anxiety, listen, it took three years for that thing to leave. And every day I was in the word at least four hours a day. So it's a relationship with God. It could happen instantly. But three years I prayed for God did not give me a spirit of fear, but he gave me power because his Holy Spirit lives in me and I know it. He gave me love and how do I know that? Because God is love and I'm going to read that right now. God is love in 1 John 4. We're gonna go there and I'm gonna do the text on that. But he gave me a sound mind. Why is my mind sound? Because I have the mind of Christ. In that same chapter, it says, if you want to know the deep things of God, it's in 1 Corinthians 2. It says, no, I have seen, I love this verse. It's on the back of my iPad. My kids inscribed it. They called me one day at work. Tracy, I mean, mom, what's your favorite verse? Oh my gosh, right now, today? Because every day, whenever I'm reading it, everything's my favorite. Oh my, he goes, well, hurry up. We're at the store. We're buying something for you. So I was like, okay. And then this just came into my heart in that second. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has planned for those who love him, who give them to give God their whole life, that I'm a living sacrifice onto him, body, soul, and mind. When we give him everything, it's, it's in the ecstasy of our salvation. When we give him everything, it says the best high is the most high, the greatest high. He's amazing. He's so amazing. You're so amazing, Lord. The power of his name. I've been preaching this message on the power of his name. I had a revelation of his name. Listen, we sing those songs that Nathan picked about his name, and I was so happy. I honor him in his name. I must have to drop to my knees the marriage of Jesus and the bride of Christ. He's given us his name. Just like when I took Weiss, I wanted to honor him and love him with everything 
that I am. I became his bride, but we're all Jesus's bride if we're born again. And when we take his name, he gave me his name that I'm allowed to use. His name, Jesus. He gave us his name. When you say the name of Jesus, we're going to the wedding supper of the Lamb. And her, his bride has made herself ready to see him face to face, to enjoy our salvation now and our salvation to come. It doesn't matter what you have in your life. It's not that I'm like, oh, Tracy, you know, you're healed now or whatever. I have my struggles. Cancer tr always tries to come back and take me out. But for God, I will not die. I will live and declare the works of the Lord. When you're as outgoing with my great salvation as I am, the demons hate me and I hate them. <laughs> I'm winning a lot of people to Jesus. A lot of people are getting filled with the spirit. And there's people that got healed in this sanctuary today, whether you believe it or not. I'm blessed to have his name. I wanna honor his name. I wanna live the life that he's called me to live, holy and set apart. I've been adopted, I've been translated. I'm a child of the most high God. I'm the bride of Christ. He's given me everything. The Lord wants you to know today, he has given you everything. But if you had a huge bank account in Switzerland with a huge inheritance of billions of dollars in gold and silver, you have to access that. You have to access your great inheritance. You have to be ready to stand before him. It's gonna be a glorious day. And there's so many people that have been taken out before they came into the ecstasy of their salvation now. Worship the word and intimacy through prayer. Being connected to Jesus in the holy of holies. The God that created all heaven and earth lives in me and lives in you if you're born again. If you're born of God. He will take care of every single thing. Inwardly, we're being renewed every day. Outwardly, we're, we're, being wa we're wasting away. But I want you to know that perfect love casts out fear. And when you encounter God, his presence, know the great inheritance. Listen, Jeff, he's given you his name. He's given you his name that you're taking around the world, helping, let's pray for the peace of Jerusalem, for every Jewish person to be saved, to come in to the saving grace of, of their Messiah in the mighty name of Jesus. You're carrying God's glory and you're carrying his name 
Because you're married to Jesus, and I know you know it. You're married to Jesus, and he's given you his name. Oh, boy. Amen. Don't you just love him? Let's go to 1 John. I'm going to read this first. We're going to go to 1 John 4. I'm going to break it down. Then I'm going to ask Nathan to come back and if he can come on the keyboards. I know he has a plan, but I don't know what it is. But if we can have him like play a little bit, will people come up? Fear and anxiety is going to go today. Like you're going to be set free. Because what he's done in me and the testimony, it says in Revelation 19, yay. <laughs> the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So what he's done once, he wants to do again. Amen? Amen. Who wants to be free? Okay. So Romans 8:15 says, For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. Romans 8, 15. The book of Romans is, is incredible. Romans 8, we love it. It's the life in the spirit. But it says here, for you did not receive the spirit of bondage again. That's torment. Before you were born of God, you were in torment, whether you knew it or not. You were being tormented by the devil day and night. And even if you're a Christian and you don't understand who you are in Christ, your identity, who you have in him, you're still tormented. I'm here to tell you, you have a great inheritance and there's nothing more important than to know Jesus. Right, Pat? Here we go. It says, um, so you receive the spirit of adoption that makes God your Abba Father. This is my dad here in the, in the front row. Amen, he's 86. I love him with everything I have. But my father... This is temporary. My father is in heaven. It says you, you received the spirit of adop adoption. If you were just adopted when you got born again into the richest wealth that you could have ever had. It doesn't matter if you're a millionaire sitting out there. You better give, have given a good tithe if you are. But I will tell you this right now. It doesn't matter how much money you have or what you are, how perfect your kids are, whatever. The inheritance in Christ, every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places is yours. If you know who you are in Christ and everything that he's given you, you will be shocked like I was when I got in this river of glory, the river of fire, the river of his word, when we believe the scriptures and we act. Believing is acting on it. You can have it here in your mind and never do a thing. If you do not act on it, God says you do not believe it. Believing is acting, relying on trusting. It's such a, that you would know beyond a shadow of a doubt of who you are. So it says that um, receive the witness of the Holy Spirit that you are his child. In Romans 8.15, keep that up. In Romans 8.15, it says this. Listen, it says that you will know that you are a child of God by the Holy Spirit that lives inside of you. It says the witness of the Spirit to your spirit, you know that you're a child of God. I'm a minister, I travel, I do a lot of ministry, a lot of ministry. People say, how do I know if I'm born again? I cry inside. <laughs> I said a prayer in 97. 
Fire insurance, 2003, desperate and surrendered. Now I wanna know you with everything I am <laughs> because I thought maybe I'd meet him in a week or two. And then nine months later, maybe in a week or two, you wanna know him intimately and passionately. So first John four, and then I'm gonna close. I, I could just go here all day and all night, but <laughs> sorry. I just love him so much. I, I just love him. I, I, I can't tell you how much I love him. And I actually brought a Bible that's the first John, I, I mean, that's New King James. I didn't know if you um, still listen to this. This is so beautiful. This is now and in the future. First John chapter four, and then we're gonna pray or follow what Nathan says. I'm gonna start with nine. I want you to just listen to what I'm gonna say. Because it's the Holy Spirit through me that wants you to have a deeper revelation of the cross. Everything he paid, it is finished. We have to receive it, receive everything that he's, he's given us. But above all that, we have to receive him, who he is, his love for us. He loved us first. I don't know how. He, I sought him out, he sought me out. Ever how it works? In my desperation and surrender. In this love, it says, 1 John 4, 9, in this the love of God was manifested toward us, that God has sent his only begotten son into this world that we might live, listen, look, right there it is, thank you, that we might live through him. It's his life inside of us. When you get born of God, it's his life. Remember when he walked on here in the, on the earth? Now it's his life, he's gone. Peter and John are gone, Paul's gone, everyone's gone, now it's us. It's the life of Jesus inside Tracy, amen? And in this, in this is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sin. He is the mercy seat. He is the healer, he is the one, he's grace, he is mercy. When you just take all those words out of the Bible and put Jesus' name in there, Jesus, he is all these incredible, he is our life, Colossians 3. He is our life. We're hidden with Christ in God. Verse 11, beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Jump down to 14. And we have seen and testified that the Father has sent the Son as Savior of the world. What, whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him and he in God. Do you hear that? We abide in him. When the word remains in us, and we abide in him and the word remains in us, ask whatever you want and he'll give it to you. You gotta stay connected to the vine. And we have known and believed the love that God has for us. Watch, 16, here we go. Listen closely, God is love. But we love him on his terms, not ours. Amen? Let's say, an, let's say a great big amen after I say it. We love God on his terms and not ours. And we have known and believed that the love that God has for us, God is love and he abides in, in love, abides in God and God in, uh, in him. Verse 17, love has been perfected among us in this that we may have boldness in the day of judgment because as he is, so 
are we in this world? No, wait, I'm gonna say that again. Let me read it. As he is, so are we. I'm like, wait a minute, I'm dying of cancer. You know, at that point, you know, God resurrected my body. But I wanna tell you, I'm, li- I'm supposed to be like you, Jesus? Oh my God. <laughs> he says we have the same thing he had when he walked on the earth. He passed it on to Peter and John. They were the first bold disciples. Now we're the disciples. We gotta step out. For God did not give you a spirit of fear, but a power by the Holy Spirit of love. It's his love. And he's giving you his mind. Verse 18. There is no fear, I'm ending this, in love. If you are abiding in love, you have no fear. It happens automatically. It happens automatically. You do not have to pray the prayer. It'll be rhema to your whole being, that perfect love. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not made perfect in love. God's saying fear cannot rule and reign in your life. That's along with worry and anxiety because when you die to yourself in Romans 6 and you've been crucified, your soul also needs crucifixion. Your will to his will, your mind to his mind and have the emotions of God, the fruit of the spirit and let, like, cast down those horrible emotions when they rise up. Amen? We love him because he first loved us. So God, in the mighty name of Jesus, I just thank you, Lord, for giving us your beautiful name, Lord, that we can honor your name, that we would be in all of your name, that when we sing about your name, Lord, that we would honor you as our husband, that we are the bride of Christ. And when we stand before you, we will not have any fear on judgment day. We will be excited to see you face to face on that day. Lord, that we, I just ask, Lord God, that you would bless each and every one. If you're going to want prayer, that's great. But God, that, that they would walk out in a fresh new way, a fresh new way in your mind. That, Lord, that your mind, there would be a hunger released through the anointing of the Holy Spirit right now. I, I love Grace Church. I love Pastor Ray, the Miller family, my family from the start. When I got born again, this was my family here. This was, there's a whole thing in the family, the family of God, how we honor each other. We're born again. If you're not in the family of God, eternity, you'll be separated. There's nothing more important. So I pray now for the anointing to manifest in your life. First John 2.20, the anointing. 2.27 says this, when you remain in him, the Holy Spirit is your teacher. He will teach you every single thing you need to know about Jesus. that there would be a deep hunger, Father, for us to wanna know your son, for everything that he has done, what he's doing now, and a billion years in eternity. 
Holy Spirit, right now, just pour out your presence. Heal broken hearts. Let the trauma, the tragedy, the disappointment, the frustration, all those things, pride. I should have been here. I don't understand why. Look at your beautiful bridegroom, the lover of your soul, and just say, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We love you, Lord. We don't say love like we love Hershey kisses. Thank you for your name. I will honor your name on my knees everywhere I go. Thank you for your name. Everything that you have done is wrapped up in that name as we proclaim his name. We will step on holy ground as we proclaim his name. In Jesus' name, amen.